I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. And hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane W. Brennan, joined as always by my colleague, Aaron Chalk. But today's a very special episode. We are joined by the amazing Des Creedon, ECD at TBWA Dublin. How's it going, Des? Very good, lads. Thanks for having me. Uh, You know, it's been a long time, you know. I thought you weren't going to get to me but you know finally <laughs> finally my amazement or my amazing qualities john true after about two years about two years but uh <laughs> but you were so busy you were so busy we wanted you for the pilot and you just you couldn't do it I you know, wanted sorry, to make sure what sorry. are these lads yeah. up to you know uh it was, but, it was uh, your team actually we kept we kept on to your team and they're like no it's, yeah it's not my minders yeah so they wanted too to wait busy. <laughs> they wanted to wait till the podcast got to a certain level and they're like okay yeah. now we can join it's not gonna yeah, do yeah, it yeah, brand yeah. Now. Exactly. The numbers no, are looking good, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm happy with these now. Okay, this this affects me. Um, no, it's great to have you on. Thanks so much for making the time. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, um, guys. Yeah. So uh, we know you're a long time listener, first time caller. That's it, indeed. Yeah. You no, know, um, I've watched from afar and really loved it, and um, I think it's great to have this back, even in terms of. I know we're talking about international ads and ads from any time, which is, again I think is a great, it's a great thing to do. But I just think it's great to have people talking about ads and, and you know, with Irish voices, you know, because too often we get lost into the mire of everything else that's gone on. But I think you know, through the years we had Creative Ireland or even Best Ads on on TV or sorry TVads.ie or .com at one point as well. But at least it was this kind of repository of Irish voices talking about Irish ads or even international ads. And I think it's great to have something for fit for the new age of podcasts, etc. Gentlemen, so well done on that. Yeah. Cheers. Thank Appreciate you. that. It's funny. We've only started um doing the like actually writing down the archive of ads because it's got to the stage now where people are submitting similar ads and they're like you're like, oh no, we've done that. And then they're like fuck could you give me a list of what you've done and i'm i mean aaron were talking i was like oh i've got to go back through every episode i really should have thought of it this. i didn't think it would last this long so i'm going through it and what i'm doing as well i was like oh i'm actually going to split them up into irish and international just to see what type of percentage split and we're pretty Perfect. heavy which is great to see like um because obviously guests i know we're, well we've, we've had a few international guests but um Irish people are leaning quite heavily towards Irish ads, which is which is good because I would have assumed when you say to someone you love an ad, they're gonna go for something massive, potentially yeah. not Irish or but a, a lot of the times there there is you know now obviously it depends it depends on what is kind of tickling someone's fancy that day and what what uh, what they're leaning into or or sometimes I guess what I found with a lot, even with myself when me and Aaron would do the free gaff episodes with both of us, if I've just seen something really good then that dominates you know what i mean um, for sure so uh so it's good yeah no we're we're really enjoying it and uh we uh we're loving just having guests on and just kind of chatting with it i guess um to start us off des what what kind of are elements that you love in an ad generally you know what i mean is there something that draws your attention to a certain type of ad be it across all different media types or what is what kind of makes up a great ad for you yeah, I think, look, you know, obviously it's a combination of a, of lots of different things, but, but I think the biggest thing for me is difference. And mm-hmm. it's that sense. And obviously we have, 
every agency has their own model. Ours is disruption in TBWA, and which is probably an overused word now when window cleaners are disruptive and everybody else is disruptive. But I think um, difference for me is always the thing that I think um, I've looked for, whether that's in casting and in how it looks in its art direction, uh, you know, in its writing. And I think difference in writing can be just there may be no writing at all it's actually just the script itself and how it's put put forward to you you know um and i think often it's that sense of um just catching your attention for the right reasons whether that's true comedy or that's true as i said how it looks or if it's true kind of emotion i think it just needs to grab you and i think otherwise it's just wasted money um and I feel like uh, I was laughing there at the ads. Uh, I, I'm sure you didn't have a problem with the ads I chose. Uh, I'm sure they, they weren't too popular, but I tried yeah. to stay away, <laughs> I guess, from, from the, uh, you know, 20 all-time best ads on uh, the drum or something and, you know, just go for them. Uh, so I, I tried to actually pick things, I guess, that... Um, you know, I'm turning into the cliche now, the old ad guy who only picks old ads, but I kind of did it on purpose. So I'd like to say I am self-aware that I've picked ads that are almost 20 years old. But I think that's because that's when I uh, started in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I felt there was, they were the ads that I think made me love, you know, other ads and, and love what I did yeah. and uh, try to emulate and try to create those, you know, um, you know, in an Irish market as well. And, and it's definitely what fueled, I think, my interest in in advertising and doing the certain types of ads. I think even the ones I've picked, I think overwhelmingly they're they're kind of comedic ads, but they all are either I think what we just talked about, Shane. They're either like well written or extremely weirdly art directed, or else have just picked in a really unusual way in that isn't the first thought uh, syndrome. You know, I think there there's real thought that's been put into all these the the ads I've chosen. Um yeah, yeah. I think that's super interesting though to say that it's when you started in the industry because I've not thought of ads in that sense uh, but now I think of that literally popped something into my head. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when I was in university and I liked advertising or I liked the idea of it going into kind of production and um um kind of being creative and then seeing a couple of ads being like, "I like that." What is that? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, yeah. I could do that. I thought I thought it had to be like a, a Tesco ad or it had to Absolutely. be it's like and yeah. you see something that you're like, oh, okay, I could I could play in that space. That that intrigues me creatively to 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 come at that. And I just think that's they're kind of become core memories, I guess, in 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 our heads when we think about advertising. Now when I think about it like that, I guess most of the time ninety percent of the work you do isn't in that space, but it's what draw it what brought you in to be like this is where I could go or this is this is how I could express myself and that's interesting way I've not thought of that core memory of what were the first things which brought brought me in but it's uh that's cool to be able to look at these and kind of know that's where they sit in your in your um head you know yeah and I think it's exactly as you said Shane it's that core memory and even what I'm describing with that's within these ads Mm -hmm. is what makes them memorable you know so I think actually it's funny that's exactly one of the points for one of the ads that I have is exactly that. It's just like built on this kind of memory structure of like, okay, well, I'm never going to forget that, you know, Um, literally using, you know, a a song or a jingle for you to remember something, but just done in the most unusual fashion. Right. I love it. Okay. So without further ado, then what's going to be our first ad we're going to look at? 
Okay, well, I think uh, the first ad is uh, from a set of ads from a, you know, a, a drink actually that's not really that popular over in Ireland, but again, I think testament to the ads themselves and the mm -hmm. spillover of TV ads that we were getting. I think they had a, a indelible kind of um, mark uh, on, on uh, my burgeoning years in advertising was Tango mm -hmm. ads. And I guess the most famous ad is that kind of Tango Blackcurrant and the jingoistic guy you know uh, talking about the french foreign student sebastian but i yeah. think uh, you know i would imagine that was being played before because uh, you know it's a, it's it an all time indeed. yeah that was, that was very early doors that was, that was yeah yeah and you know yeah. with with good reason let's be fair yeah. aaron you know Amazing. but i think um for me it was it was the other uh, tango ads that i think just had a sense of um uh, this sounds a bit snobby, a bit more intelligence to them. I think, you know, often Tango, I think, got it right. And often Tango got it wrong. I think Blackcurrant, they got it right. But sometimes I think they, they leaned into that jingoism or the, you know, the kind of bigotry uh, or even bullying a bit too much and went for the kind of scatological type, you know, humor and that. I guess that's that they were the days like late 1990s and 2000s of loaded magazine and all this kind of stuff, yeah. different times. Um, but it was definitely representative of the culture at the time. Um, but I think this one was basically the the one that I had a lot of time for was one called Tango. This is the hit of the whole fruit. Um, and again, I think it was just going back to what we talked about at the start. It's how it's executed and how it's embedded into culture and just some of the smart choices they made. And I think actually what, what makes it one of the best ones for me is it's it's almost this um, tango related ecstasy that's that our, our uh, main protagonists uh, find themselves in but it's actually the seriousness of the surrounding cast members mm -hmm. as they look at whoever this kind of um almost um juice deviant uh person is getting up to to get this kind of a uh, hit of the whole fruit and i guess you know if it was but say a safer company would be a can of tango with oranges flowing out of it or something to get this across that this is a real fruit drink that smacks you in the head, you know, with this real fruit punch. Whereas I think tango and the guys in HHCL in, in London at the time uh, came up with just a genius way of kind of creating this absolutely madcap visuals, mm -hmm. but then actually having this commentator who is actually Rob Ryden, um, to commentate over it in almost this golf equestrian uh, winter Olympia type commentary, which is uh, for me just the making of this ad. I think you know if it had just embraced complete rah rah rah, you know commentary and the hit and all, like if it was just you know if we were seeing mad and hearing mad, I think the ad wouldn't have worked. But why it works so well is you have this beautiful almost this is a an official sport like one of those sports we were all introduced to when we saw curling for the first time you're like wow this is an actual sport and mm. they have all these little phrases and little you know little sidebars and and it's what you're engrossed in this world and suddenly the nation of ireland become experts in curling and i think this is what they nearly embraced was this sense of commentary on these most random of things that suddenly it's in like something quite official um, yeah, yeah. and that for me was just one of the things that kind of made this really stand out and it was a very you know successful kind of um uh series i think there was about six or seven at the end but as i said some kind of strayed a bit into a bit more i think mm -hmm. 
you know, hammer and nail, scatological type humor. Or there was one with James Corden. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was tantamount to bullying almost, you know. I think it got banned in the end. But these ones I always felt were just hit that right balance of kind of like the that 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 fun, but yet kind of couched in a real intelligence and and almost advertising um tradition of oh it's got loads of oranges in it you know (laughs) but they just found a really brilliant way of executing that cool well let's uh let's give it a watch so we're um we'll give it a watch and we'll come back and we'll chat about it well it's textbook so far one more yeah a waterbed method unconventional but when you've prepared as fully as this young man has, hello to you, then, and he's, he's spotted him, then all you can do is wait. And that's the hit of the whole fruit. <laughs> Wipe me dry. <laughs> you know when you've been tangoed. That's so good. That's, yeah, I love that kind of hedonistic, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, put it in the bed and I want to feel it and I, I want to wait. I want to wait till it, it, there's this kind of real, you can feel, you can feel what they're trying to get across. And even the font at the end with the, it's, it seems to be orange peels as their font and yeah, there's juice coming off it. Yeah. I was like, uh, that's cool. I like that. That's, uh, I remember, I think I remember that ad. I remember that ad being on TV um, and being uh, wholly confused by it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and controversially, it was also around the time, I think, when, you know, a certain Tory MP was found, you know, deceased with an orange in his mouth. So, you know, it wasn't based off uh, nothing either. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was yeah. quite a scandal. So I think you're hedonistic, you know, like I think that's the word for it. There was just yeah. something so indulgent in it. Like if it was galaxy mm. chocolate or something, obviously it'd be done far smoother and, and more beautiful, yeah, but it was yeah. doing it in this tango way how would they do that you know yeah Yeah. i know the delivery of the the commentary is is perfect even like the chuckle and the little chuckle (laughs) it's almost like throwaway comments but that scripting uh, is so perfect it's it Mm. feels like it's natural improv uh commentary and and rob ryden's a a talent and he's bringing that improv maybe he brought something some of that to it but you'd imagine that 90 percent of that is going to be uh, science sealed delivered before they they get on get on set so like the little even the little the little what got me and it sets it up actually for me for the ad where he's putting the orange in and then he does a little glance at, at the at the mattress and back he goes yeah one more one more <laughs> there you go it's just, yeah. just that's, that's it's literally like you're watching a live sport it's so yeah good. isn't it though or like for me it was like it's almost a counterpoint if it, it's like it's like Friday night visuals, but but Sunday afternoon commentary, you know, where it's yeah, just yeah. that it's like drizzly almost, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's just a soft day and it's raining outside, you know, not much to do, you know. Yeah, expect almost afterwards, like a little patter kind of clap, yeah. you know, really soft kind of <laughs> long balls-esque uh, appreciation for what's just Yeah, happened. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. it also shows, I think, and this is something I was only talking to someone about recently, that kind of obsession people get with really weird shit so like or or the to the nth degree when you get obsessed with something so say this guy is is filling his bath and he's like as aaron said he's giving it such detail he's nearly like touching it and being like yeah that's a bit right one more and i just love the fact that 
they bring that to life. It's like this is this is what he's obsessed with. He wants this feeling, and that's all he wants. And it reminds me of I was only telling this story at the weekend there, where me and you were staying in Clifton, and we were drinking, <laughs> and literally we were, it was like two a.m. and I went to him. I was like, "What would we do if there's a fire?" And we were locked in, and we ended up locking the door. We ended up popping the door off the hinges. I mean, like, okay, we could get out this way. Simulated. <laughs> we simulated. We were drunk, and we were. Not, there's nothing left to drink, but it's not time to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We dismantled yeah. the wardrobe, and I was like, no, we wouldn't be able to do that. Smoke would be coming in. I was like, we popped the hinges off, and then there was like railing, and then we were looking out the window. I was like, well, I could drop the mattress, and like, if anyone was listening, they'd be like, why are, are they, they so enthralled in this as well? Like, this yeah, went, went from yeah. not to. And that's what that brings to life—that playfulness of this is a weird thing that he's not sharing really with anyone else, yeah, and he's exactly. just doing it. But he's 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 planning it to the nth degree, and it has to be perfect. And I just, just love a that disclaimer that, there. We put everything back together in the in in the yeah. yeah we got yeah, our deposit yeah. back. We got our deposit. Back. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't truck any mattresses out the window. Yeah. And we could have though. We yeah. could have. <laughs> And it all had to be put back together, hung over as well. So, you know, that's an achievement in itself. You know? And you're still friends. So that's We're good. still friends. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. about just losing the deposit. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that's a that's, that's a really cool brilliant. ad. And like, yeah, I just visually, you rightly said before we watched it, it was that it's, I love the visual aspect of it. I love the ridiculousness of that visual. And then, as you said, Friday nights compared with Saturday drizzly commentary. I just... I love that photo, like in my head, it's the photo of him lying down on the bed and just in the room and the porcupine about to walk in. I'm just like, yes, I fucking love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I think as Aaron said, it's that, you know, and hello to you. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. You know, it's like, it's it's just those little asides, you know, and yeah, our good day, sir, or whatever, you know. It's yeah. And the, there's the nonchalance of him lying down as he's popping in the oranges as well. That is, I think it's a su- uh, subliminal note. He's like, you know, that, that that chilling kind of you're just lying on the ground messing, and he. But like, it's it's part of the process, you know. It's it's I, almost like that's his that's his technique. But it looks so <laughs> chill. But the other thing that they get across is he's done this before. Yes. Because, yeah. because of the, yeah, and, and because when he's lying on the bed, he doesn't like look up to see the poor because he's just like, no, it'll happen. I know this will happen. <laughs> it's like but, this is what I do uh, every Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. The, there's the element of uh, almost the nightcap, but but it is that sportsmanship, as we were saying, yeah. where it's like, no, these guys are professionals. Like, yeah, these guys yeah, know yeah, what yeah. they're doing to get the hit of the whole fruit, you know. Uh, yeah. And throughout the series, and I think you know, obviously not so much in that one, but. You know, there's a guy in a warehouse or whatever, you know, but it's his colleagues around him uh, are all very serious. So there's another guy in a, a diving suit at a scrapyard using like the, you know, the big the metal magnet to kind of drop yeah. him from a great height to explode the oranges inside this old metal diving suit, you know. And it's just like, but it's the um, disbelief and almost seriousness that everyone else takes yeah. the task with, including the comment- commentator with these absurd yeah. visuals that suddenly... It's that disjoint in your in your brain, but it's that perfect meld of kind of you know, as you're saying, Shane, like mad visuals, and then yeah. this kind of very you know gentle and here he is, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, the pro complete, you yeah. know, it could be Nick Faldo, you know, about to take a shot or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, show my age again there, my uh, golf <laughs> references up to date. I think he retired from commentary only the last day. Yeah, not too long ago. Not too long. Ago. <laughs> 
that's great cool um so let's uh how are we going to follow that one what's what's up next for you um uh the, the next one again i think what we were talking about about those memory structures i think it actually uh fits the bill quite well so this was a an ad that i actually think the year it happened it passed me by but then it was shown to me by a work colleague uh non mcdonald and um but it was just this sense of uh i think as well the history behind this ad now is quite interesting because it's actually an ad for amazon mm-hmm. you know that small little uh, bookstore in seattle uh that then upstart. kind of went online and a little upstart called jeff bezos got his hands on it and um suddenly uh kind of expanded what they were selling uh other than just books online and actually these ads are from 1999 and 2000 and it was literally when that christmas or maybe even the christmas just before but this christmas they decided to do a big campaign about how now amazon aren't just for books anymore Mm. and they actually you know can sell you basically everything and anything and what we know them for now but i think what i loved about these ads is the most unusual way in i think look we've been involved in advertising long enough to know how usually these ads are made when they say and now we do this and this and we have this and also you can get everything you want here but i think and and even more so at christmas time there would be a huge big you know push you would imagine from the salespeople to say that's exactly what we want as we need that kind of an ad and i think what we got from <clears throat> from fcb san francisco the guys who made these ads was just that complete memory uh, structure orientated advertising that actually just sticks in your brain. And I think there's two things for me. It basically um, uses a soundstage, which I've always wanted to do. And it's kind of almost that, um, you know, corny Lawrence Welk kind of type music plays of, yeah. of the 50s. So to advertise something that was generally new, to the people, this dot-com bubble of, you know, buying stuff online. They actually went to 50 years ago to advertise it, not trying to show themselves as cutting edge, but but showing all these kind of, what would you say, um, jumpered uh, middle-aged men in a choir, uh, basically singing this song um, <laughs> to, to uh, and using this unusual word, word called Emotske Blavat, to actually uh, signify and 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 show what Amazon now sells, but it's I think it's again that perfect arrangement of really clever copy, a really clever idea, with this really unusual, um, you know, soundstage filled with these middle-aged sweater gentlemen uh, who, who basically I think you know just are a complete counterpoint to this company that's nearly on the cutting edge of. Of the dot-com explosion but yet they felt maybe there was a really smart thing in here maybe it was to say look this will become a tradition much like these jumpers that the guys are wearing like christmas jumpers have become a tradition or a soundstage musical at christmas becomes a tradition this will be yours for for years to come i don't know probably look i've been a creative for 20 odd years i know they probably never thought like that and we can look yeah. back and go and <laughs> imbue all these ads that probably went Oh, Christmas jumpers, that'd be funny. I remember watching these shit things with people singing on a soundstage. Maybe we just do a little jingle and get people to remember it. So it's probably more that, mm. but let's make it really, really entertaining. And I think, again, one of the, and would probably lead us to the, the third ad we show as well, but one of the things I really like about this as well 
when I was reading about it, because you get a sense of it, there's a slight oddness to it, obviously, aside from the fact uh, the soundstage and 20 men singing this song, but there's another oddness to it where they kind of kept that musical corny tradition of not using the sound. So it was all dubbed in. Mm. So the sound of the people, so it has that musical sensibility from TV where you're like, oh yeah, it's like Top of the Pops. You know, you kind of know yeah. they're, they're acting. So everything is, you know, wide-eyed and mouths are way more extended than they should be when they're singing it but it just it gives it again that sense of i'm watching something that understands it's doing a pastiche it's doing a parody it's not taking itself seriously and i think you know often that's the worry i suppose of you know clients or people we work with it's like oh you know we we show old we are old and i think this is a case of point of going no no you can show old in a knowing way that shows you're something new and completely different. Yeah. And I think that for me was just something I think there was a lot of brave choices made there to kind of get to where they where they got to. Um, I think we might be shown two, I think. There's yeah. one again about, um, and again, it's creating something in these sweater men that you can actually then move through everything and say what you want to say in different ways using obviously song. Uh, and dance but only song in this case to kind of get it across and i think just think it's a it's a really brave move by a really obviously modern and forward thinking company that had you know designs on taking over the world we just didn't know it at that stage um yeah exactly and quite successfully one might say yeah yeah very very almost complete domination um okay cool so let's jump in and we'll have a look at these two ads and then we'll come back and chat about them perfect and mask is full of art. Electronics, music, auctions, health and beauty tools, software, kitchen cameras, books, falling patio, video games, DVD toys. Put them all together, you got your mask is full of art. And if you say your mask is full of art, boy, you say a lot. There's nothing quite like your mask is full of art. Only Amazon's got your mask is full of art. That's really fun. I love that. Um, it's nearly the only thing it's it's missing is the you know the Mickey Mouse head going along with the words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of. It's like you know that um, it's uh, yeah, and they're just dre they're dressed like um, is it Mister Rogers? Mr. Yes, Rogers yeah, the yeah, red. yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. That variety show around Christmas. That's kind of like a lot of effort's gone into, but you can't really see where the effort's gone, yeah. <laughs> and it's like. It's uh, it's cool. Yeah, I love I love anything where they write music. I yes. in an ad, yes. I just think the effort that goes into writing music, be it parody music or not, um, and the self awareness of that is 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 uh, is really really strong. And you could see how at that time, that would, because that kind of diversion away from what would have been a. I imagine sure. What 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 year did this come out in? It was like ninety nine. Ninety nine again two thousand. So that yeah. would have been like the launch of when PlayStation 2 and PlayStations would have been doing all their really cool 
advertising Absolutely, like they're yeah. fucking class like all this groundbreaking artistic stuff and then you would have had this come in <laughs> and just pull you back in to like this is christmas you need to buy books you need to buy this amazon.com yeah we're wholesome but also we kind of get the joke um yeah i think it's uh i think that's really cool i think that's uh i for, like that ad yeah for an old school uh treatment it feels very refreshing as an ad yeah as, and the, that's a juxtaposition i'm kind of struggling with <laughs> mentally after after watching it um it's like obviously from a strategic point of view it's getting everything they could possibly sell yeah. into the ad yeah. fucking genius you know and it's doing it in a, in a in a fun way using the kids insults as part of the the song narrative perfect for it but yeah, I kind of have that that soundstage bug now after watching that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to create that kind of scenario. It almost yeah. reminded me of that kind of Soviet era uh, specials you'd see. I, you, have you ever seen the Trollalal? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that, but just less less yeah. beige and brown. <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of yeah. esque. So it's like, uh, and yeah, I think that's so it, that's exactly it, though. You know, it, yeah. it is that sense of. You know, and I think as you said there, Aaron, like I think that's for me why I think it's genius is it's this sugar-coated musical pill. You know, it mm-hmm. says everything. It makes this complete weird, like you know, a matzkit of what or whatever. You know, and yeah. then it's electronics. You know, and it goes literally tells you that we're not just books anymore. Yeah, but it does it in this really entertaining way. They mm-hmm. make up this word that makes absolutely no sense. So it's not really. Um, what are those things? Not a palindrome there, reverse words. Can't think of the ones, you know, Sir William of Orange and those things that you learn oh, yeah. to remember yeah. the colors of the rainbow. Can't think of the name for it. But, you know, creates a complete one of those that you will never remember, really. But I think then what happens to something like that, like a Matske Flavat, is that it, be, it gets into the schoolyard or it gets into the workplace as kind of a, a thing, you know, and, and suddenly it. It lives far beyond the little 30 seconds, you know, something I, like that. I love the thought of the agency actually writing out all all those products that they're selling, going, right, let's make, as you said, one of those anagrams or whatever it is, yeah. and actually trying to genuinely come up with a word and not being able to get one. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Let's just, let's well, just that's a real kids a TV thing. show thing to do. That's what they do in the lessons for kids TV shows yeah. is they make up some bullshit word. And it's like, what does that stand for, Barney? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's like, um, but I think, I wonder if from a strategy, a strategy point of view here, if there was a little bit of trying to pull that older generation in as well to make them more yeah. comfortable with comfortable. what Amazon was. Yeah. It's like for them to be like, oh, this feels like while Amazon are very self-aware and it works with the younger generations based on that is there also the maybe 40 year old at the time who didn't really this dot com thing is fucking brand new and they could go to their child and be like can you order are we able to order? what's Amazon.com yeah, yeah. <laughs> like can I get everything there yeah um, <laughs> to make them more comfortable in the space you know what I mean as opposed to yeah. scaring them off which there would have been a lot of advertising around that time that would have been real no 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 <laughs> like, absolutely um, and I think there's other executions in a chain where it is literally that it is like okay. the middle-aged man sitting down in his recliner chair saying you know and I got you this and I didn't have to leave home you know and yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like because that's where they were at on the journey it's like guys this mm. is really cool like you can order stuff you, mm. you never see it mm. you know what i mean but you'll get it delivered to your friend for christmas or whatever you know yeah. or your loved one for christmas and this is revolutionary at the time so i think that's why 
for me that this join between here's this revolution that no one actually knows about you know mm. that's you know going to take over the mail order world basically mm. and and get rid of that <laughs> to to be you know this new thing but we're going to go through it through that kind of old school comfortable way and maybe Shane as you say it's just go look there's nothing here to be frightened of afraid you know? of yeah. yeah um I tell you what I got burned by Amazon at the start when I was like 11 I got fucking burned I ordered a video game and it never came and oh. I was disgusted with Amazon then for years I refused to use it it was Final Fantasy 9 and oh, uh, no. I think or 8 8 maybe and never came me and my older brother were like, has that thing arrived? And we were like, because we also were kind of at that stage. Your parents didn't really know how the internet worked. And yeah. like, if you got your hands on the credit card. You were like, <laughs> and it never came. So we ended up using, I was only, I was in a space of nostalgia there the other day. Play.com. I don't know if either of you remember Play.com. I do. They would have sold an old art director I, of mine used to use Play.com. For DVDs. Time. It's where I collected yeah. all my DVDs from. And because um, they always delivered, they never fucked me. Yeah. And uh, and I, I went to go on it the other day, and it's not a thing anymore. And we oh. see like like movie posters and merchandise, and they do all video games and stuff. So that's where Amazon. I tried them early doors. They screwed me, so I migrated over to Play.com. Yeah, I I bet on the wrong horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you showed Amazon though, Shane. Don't worry. Yeah, they didn't yeah. get my money. They didn't get- <laughs> further after that did they yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no 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 i slowed them down jeff would have been in space in 2005 it would have been my dvd collection <laughs> no that's really that's a really cool one for the archives yeah um really different and interesting um okay cool so then what is going to be our last ad the last one again is from the same era and possibly you know, probably picked it to be as part of a, a suite, but it probably fits more with what we've just watched. But it's uh, discovery.com ads, and there are three of them one called Hello Mosquito, one called Hello Meteor, and one called Hello Partially Eaten Fish. And I think, again, we're at that kind of um, crossroads 22 years ago of kind of when, you know, as I used to say, the internet was just one street. So, you know, there was kind of one place to go for news and one place to go for sport. And, you know, if you could own that, well, then, you know, you uh, don't become play.com, you become amazon.com, you know. So I think we had a a new player in the market called discovery.com, which is, you know, obviously had been a a TV uh, station, but now I was kind of doing an online offering as well, but but a lot more besides. And I think, again, why I just love these, ads is back to uh yes it's kind of good scripting and it's totally that sugar-coated pill where it's like here's everything you need to know but we have a lot to deliver so just as a creative i always look at those kind of ads when you have something that's maybe a little complicated or maybe you have to say a lot of things it's a, okay how do i find the right vehicle or the right conduit to kind of convey this information in a very fun and entertaining way that people don't turn off because you're just going and here's another thing we do and here's another thing we do it's like how do we how do we tell people what we do in a really entertaining way that they kind of come with us on that journey and number one take in the information but number two end up liking the brand at the end of it so it's like that really good teacher you had in school you know who kind of you know, make things uh, sound more interesting than they are, you know, and that you're kind of like, oh, cool. And then some other teacher would teach you the same thing, but in a totally different way, you'd never mm-hmm. remember it mm-hmm. and end up not liking that teacher either. So I think it's just, I think there's a lesson for all of us. If there's a way to 
to kind of couch your your product benefits in something that people will want to either laugh at, be interested mm. in, or get emotional for. You know, I think like yeah. the, it's three basic tenets. You got to make people feel something. Mm. You know, um, and obviously we're all in the business of trying to make people feel something positive. So I think that's uh, but that's the key. Don't forget the positive part. Okay, yeah. just remember that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But, um, critical, critical yeah, yeah, vital yeah. information. Don't cut there, that but... bit out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why, what is their strategy? I went for anger. <laughs> I went for anger, yeah, yeah. but like yeah. with no redeeming flip. Yeah, again. None. none. <laughs> I went for like pure yeah. hatred. Like the old Radion ads. Remember that was always the kind of that what was put forward for them years ago was that that was basically their way in chain was like they didn't they wanted to be great yeah. just to make noise um yeah. which they certainly succeeded i think they were um, generally hated um, for a long time and that's probably but, done so much more on well personalities do it on the internet now yes you know exactly I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but i think there's there's another thing i loved about this ad because obviously discovery.com is quite a serious kind of you know uh proposition whereas i think through this ad they tried to show look there's a fun side to this too and you know there's fun things online that mm -hmm. you can do here as well and i think they tried to kind of in an american way perhaps dumb down you know don't worry this is for you you know you, yeah. you'll, you'll enjoy this check it out you know and yes you'll learn something new but it won't be in your usual boring way mm -hmm. um and there's another thing maybe after we watch the ads that i'd love to talk about it's it's less mm -hmm. the writing and more about the casting and something that i know they did to kind of make these ads stand out um, sure. and i think i remember again seeing them and just saying yeah this is the kind of work that I love to make. And I would often quote, like, it's like American style advertising. It's like, here's what we do, but here's something funny, you know, that'll kind of, you know, make you go, oh, I like them, you know? Yeah. Um, cool. But Jeff, we want to watch. 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, uh, oh, it's in 30. Yeah. Let's, let's give it a watch and then we'll come back. Hello, Mosquito. Hello, Mosquito. Have you heard about the website discovery.com? No. They have a very useful travel section. I love to travel. They can help you research and book your trip and get local health warnings. How interesting. I fucking love that. I love that direction on like <laughs> so fucking funny. They don't do enough stuff like that anymore. <laughs> that humor is so hard to land. Oh, yeah. great. But when it's done right, it's just and and you know you get some people who watch it going, I, d I don't get it. Why is that look it. shit? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. that that's terrible. But like, yeah, the hand coming in, so good. Um, yeah, the hand coming in was just. Uh, it's just uh, I love the icing on the cake. It was like, are they committed to this? Yeah. And then it's like, yes, they fucking are. <laughs> or even the buzz, 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 buzz. It's like, um, it's like when you talk to or that type of humor. It, you know, kids do the darndest things. You know, was that the Simpsons show or something like that? That was a parody show. But uh, if you get a kid to like write, um, write a conversation between two mosquitoes. It's like, yeah. hello, mosquito. <laughs> then they shake hands. Why would they shake hands? Well, they have four hands, so we shake hands with two. So, of course, they'd shake hands. <laughs> and then he flies off, buzz, buzz, buzz. And I just love that kind of a real honest and kind of deconstructed 
conversation to make it super super mm. simple but aware of its simplicity you know what i mean we didn't i i think it's great i think it's, it's really almost cool. like an ai wrote the conversation with the information yes. i had to get in <laughs> in the middle yeah definitely it's great it's really and, cool. I, and i think that's it like I, I just thought it for me it was um it's exactly as you said there it's almost that deconstructed yeah. uh look and feel and it's that cheapness you know of, mm. of the hand like coming down and like you know obviously there's there's budget there but yeah. they've rather use that budget in this like over the top fun uh way and i think what was really good was just their obviously their casting choices are amazing mm. and throughout the three ads their casting is amazing and their casting is amazing because they picked complete woodeners you know, the pick people who really shouldn't be performing are yeah. uh, are arriving to castings, right? So they're people like they're not comedy actors. And actually what makes them funny is the fact that they can't act. Yeah. You know, it's like, hello, Mosquito. Hello, Mosquito. Yeah. Have you heard about the new website, discovery.com? Yeah. And apparently how they got the read of that, which I love, is they actually wrote, they never showed them the scripts. And on the day of shooting, they had people with boards, <laughs> scripts on, who would walk from left to right so that's why when when you look at their eye lines they're like you know their their heads are moving kind of off camera or above camera or left to right with their eyes so they're trying to act to the best of their abilities whereas you know producers and directors and creatives are trying to make it as hard as possible for them to do so and i just think so good that little thing is when you watch the ad, you're like, why does, as you, as you said, Aaron, why does this work? Like, because there's loads of people that will go, oh, this doesn't work and there's a cheapness and they can't act. But it's that because your brain is so used to seeing the smooth polish that mm-hmm. when you get something like this, it just disrupts that norm yeah. and some and engages you because obviously it's funny and, and because of what they've done and, and that little mix that they've made has made it compelling kind of fun viewing you know yeah. um, and similar to what amazon did which was during that kind of dot-com and high-tech and scare people potentially like there would have been movies like hackers coming out at the time the matrix yeah. would have come out like all this kind of idea of fuck the internet's terrifying they're gonna steal your you know what i mean it's, yes. it's a bad place and it's like whoa 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 it's all fucking slow down here okay it's yeah. all slow yeah, down exactly the internet yeah. doesn't have to be described that way it's really just a place to get information and it's like how can we kind of break as you like juxtapose that feeling and it's like well let's do it in like the least polished way why is the amazon one was very polished but of a different era yeah you know what i mean but it wasn't fit for um the 90s or the or the start of the noughties whereas this is actively no 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 as you said like let's break the polish let's break mm-hmm. the acting let's break everything for people to be like oh, okay okay i can i i can grasp this yeah. i don't need to they're not so scary that i feel dumb now I like, <laughs> and do you know what the way i think they can grasp it and it's almost as if Again, I'd love I'd love if the director or producers are actually watching this and they could tell us if we're right or wrong. But it's like they were like the treatment of this is like someone's watching a community play. That this could yeah. All, yeah, you could yeah, you yeah, could yeah. you could literally see all this happen. What we see on screen happen on a stage with the the man slapping initially off to the side of the stage, and then in comes the two <laughs> the two mosquitoes <laughs> buzz buzz buzz, and then a prop person with a big giant hand like you, well, it, it could actually literally play out like that. And it's a big thing, but that is a big thing in the states, not necessarily from play, but local access television because obviously yeah. the states is so big 
there's an awful lot of local access television where they run ads. And there's been a lot of sketches over the years. Like Wayne's World comes from that on SNL. I follow a comedian called Shane Gillis. And he got some budget to do um, sketches after he got kicked off SNL. And the first one he does is uh, one an ad for a Toyota car dealership called Isis Toyota and your man's name is Bob Isis and the whole thing is about that he's like we're not that Isis <laughs> and like and then it's like cutting in between and he's like cutting and breaking and it's it's this kind yeah. of structure of a local local um access television ad and I guess in America there would have been a lot and like Simpsons macaroning always plays on this on the kind of the parody ads in Simpsons where you have like the crazy Bob's dealership and like all this stuff and it's just shot by his son or yes, they paid yeah, a guy yeah, to shoot yeah. it on VHS. And uh, it's like, what do you think? And he like brings a real employee on <laughs> as well. And it's like, you get that really shit acting. Yes. Who did it? Who had it on? Was it Sam from Verve had on the Jacksonville Sausages, which was a play on that by Drogue 5 as well. Yeah. Getting yeah. the actual employees in. But just this is kind of, I guess, more of the time, but also playing in that space. Yeah, it's really, that's, it's really cool. I think so. When you see the three, they all follow that same pattern, you know, as, as you were saying, Aaron, they have that like start of kind of maybe filmic world and then it's into complete stagecraft, you know, mm. of just kind of, you know, oversized hands or meteors in one or, you know, the <laughs> the inside of a shark's belly in the other, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just these, un- suddenly you find yourself in this unusual little world, you know, and then it cuts back out to the discovery.com. So it's almost like a, a playbook, you know, it's this sense of there's three parts, three part, three act play, you know, there's yeah. a part, the second where we give them the meat and what we're about and the third, we just end it, you know, uh, at, and tell them it's fun, you know. At this stage, did the Discovery Channel exist? Yeah, as far as I know, it existed, yeah. And this was kind of their, we've gone online. Their online offering, yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's, uh, they're three really, really cool ads. And you've kind of, you've really held to the, the article that you wrote in um, LBB, which was around finding your funny, which yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, like they're three, and like we love funny on this. Like our thing, like I, there's there's a place for non-funny, but the sure. more funny the better <laughs> so and they're three funny ads but funny in really different ways mm. and i think which is uh which is super important and it shows that like there's sometimes i think similar to how kind of more gut-wrenching emotional ads can can lean into one way of doing it i like the fact that comedy doesn't have to be one way either because as aaron said someone could have watched that and not found it funny at all Absolutely, you're hedging yeah. your bets on those things with humor that's why yeah. humor is scary <laughs> exactly yeah and, and i think you, you know I think that's you have to embrace that you know as yeah. you were saying there to do comedy like people don't find everything funny so mm-hmm. you have to go look we're going to get x amount you know but we have to trust our gut here that yeah. th- that x is the x we want and if we don't get y and z we can work on them you know um, but I think that's something you know we all suffer from now as a bit you know trying to be a catch-all or working on everybody which which Definitely. Which you know denies us, I think, that that way of really getting our true target and who mm-hmm. exactly we want to talk to. And I guess it's, um, you know, there's almost that you know that the the leaders to the followers. You know, it's like who do you want to talk? Do you want to talk to the people who might actually shape culture a bit more, or do you want to yeah. talk to people who will just follow the culture shapers? You know, but get them on board first, because if you do that, you're not going to get the cultural leaders. They'll reject yeah. it. You know. 
Um, and that's it's funny it's like when you, you're telling a joke or whatever it's like talking to X really if you're in stand up and things like that probably maybe only about 20% of the crowd get the real kernel of the joke but the rest of the crowd follow along with their laughter <laughs> so they're like they know it's funny but they're yeah. kind of like and then maybe a, f- a couple of minutes later or based on the kind of second setup and swing at the end they're like oh it's oh, like that Leonardo DiCaprio. I remember that joke he yeah. brought that back to the end it's <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah. the way Billy Connolly used to end kind yes, of somewhere around where yeah. he started and uh, I think that's the kind of it's people understanding the structure of Absolutely. that kind of audience communication especially with humor whereas uh, I think from a research point of view someone would be like oh no the 10% or 15% of the, the viewers didn't get it it's like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny. No, I remember Charlie Brooker talking about, um, I think he was talking about Monty Python, and he was mm. saying about, you know, there was the famous philosophers, the German philosophers versus the the Greek and Roman philosophers soccer match, basically. And it was yeah. like Socrates and, you know, against Nietzsche <laughs> and, you know, going through all their little foibles of, you know, he's looking at the ball, he's thinking about the ball, he's not doing much with the ball, you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, or is it a ball? You know, all these kind of things. So... But as Charlie Brooker said, I didn't have to know anything about like German philosophers yeah. to understand that this is funny. And you know yeah. what else it did? It got me to go, I'm going to look up some German philosophers, yes. uh, you know, the way I do understand it, you know, so, yeah. and henceforth you get, you know, those cultural leaders or people who kind of push on, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's too easy to kind of say, oh, as you say, oh, 10% don't get it, take it out. It's like, well, yeah. no, actually, maybe that's why we leave it in. You know? Yeah, exactly. We'll bring that 10% on. There's something really sad I heard on a podcast there uh, last week. I was listening. It was Rory Sutherland was on a podcast and they were saying, you know, who would you want to be when you were 16? Who would you want to be? And he's like, oh, I love comedians and the way they think and all this kind of stuff. So I would have been lo- loved to be in someone like John Cleese and the, mm. the host of the podcast go, John, John Cleese. Oh. <laughs> and, and Rory was like, uh, J- John, please, M- Monty Python. He's a big comedian. And yeah, he yeah, just, yeah. just kept yeah. rolling. Well, this is, wow, this was your man's that. millionaire podcast. Your, what's his name? CV, I have a CEO. flag to watch it. But yeah. he didn't know who John Cleese was. Yeah, I like Steve Bartlett, but I, I that, that was a bit of a flag going, wow. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Just, yeah. <clears throat> How does that not shape your every day? Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, sorry to, to throw that in there now and depress us all. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I know I'll definitely watch it just to see that fucking moment and watch Rory be like. See, that's why he's a millionaire, guys. We spent too long watching Monty Python. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, there's the kernel of the lesson there now. Yeah, there's a lesson. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I guess on that bombshell, we will we will leave it there. So um, thanks so much for for coming on, Des. They were they were yeah, great. Thank ads. you, guys. It was, it was thanks for the mug. Oh, no problem at all. Yeah, I'm I'm I hope you enjoy it'll, it. It'll take quite a place beside my. Cat reaching for a cheeseburger in space. Mark. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, faded by the dishwasher. I think it was a cheap print. Yeah. Ah, but should, but adds character. Adds character. Yeah, adds character. Yeah, exactly. Character. It's lived in. Lived in. Yeah, it lived in. Um. Okay. Yeah. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you are listening, we highly recommend that you go watch the ads on um, workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast. I have not updated the archives, but this episode will be up. Give me a break, guys. Um. And uh, if you want to see any of the uh, yeah other episodes, they'll be up there as well. Sure. Until next time, once again, thank you very much, Des, and uh, we'll see you all soon.